Hello, and welcome to the Roman Around the League podcast. I'm your host, former NFL scout, Tyler Rome. In today's edition, I'll be looking at the Washington Football Team 2021 NFL Draft. A lot of angles the team could tackle next week could go best player available at pick 19, or more of a need like left tackle or linebacker. I'll take a look at all their options and some players I like for Washington. So let's get started. Team has eight selections, starting with pick 19 in the first round, pick 51 in the second, pick 74 and 82 in the third round, 74 being from the 49ers in the Trent Williams trade, pick 124 in round four, pick 163 in round five, and two picks in round seven, 244 from Las Vegas Raiders, and 246 a pick of their own. Let's look at some of their needs. I think it's, everyone knows the team needs a quarterback. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick was a really nice stopgap signing for this team. I think he's going to do a really good job as a starter for this year. He had one of his better years of his career last year for Miami and the year before, honestly. I love the way he gives his receivers an opportunity to go get the ball. Yes, he that can lead to some interceptions, but Fitzpatrick's going to be the first quarterback the Washington's had in I can tell how long that was going to give their guys a shot, throw it in tight windows, throw it down the field, you know, push it down the field and see what happens. So I think it's going to be a plus for this team. Having said that, they need a long-term quarterback going forward. And at pick 19, obviously that's not going to happen. All five guys are going to be gone unless there's some dramatic, dramatic upset. So they definitely quarterback is on that list. Tight end is on that list. Logan Thomas had a really breakout year last year. For the team, he's on a two-year deal going into a contract year this year. He will be 30 this summer, so they want to plan for that if they want to re-sign him or if they want to get a guy that can take over him for him in 2022. Offensive tackle. Obviously, Jerron Christian doesn't look like he's a starting tackle in this league. From what I've seen, more of a guy that can you know be a fine swing tackle for you, but not really much upside as a starter. Or Cornelius Lucas, another guy that can fill in for you as a starter adequately like he did for the team last year. But definitely a guy they could, you know, definitely need to upgrade that position because, you know, they're trying to fill in the shoes for a guy like Trent Williams, and those guys are obviously not up to his standards. Obviously, Trent Williams is an amazing player, and they don't, he doesn't players like him don't come along very often. But if they get another quality starting left tackle, that would be great foundation for whoever the quarterback of the future is going forward. Linebacker is another need. John Bosick and Cole Holcomb are going to be their starters, at least at this point in the season. They have Kalika, Kalika Hudson uh, going into a second year for Michigan as well. He didn't play very much on defense. He's a very good special teams player. He was a good player at Michigan. I like this tape, but another guy that could use a little more time. I don't know for sure if he's a starter in this league, but could you know maybe be a third down linebacker at the worst. But So linebackers on that list, free safeties on that list. Cam Curl and Landon Collins have the strong safety position locked down. I think Cam could play a little free safety as well. Um, He played it at Arkansas, played a little corner and slot corner. So he has a lot of versatility, but as of right now, I see that they want to stick him at strong. So free safety is definitely on that list. And then two others are wide receiver and quarterback depth. Obviously, William Jackson was an amazing signing, but they need some help outside of him, Kendall Fuller, and even Jimmy Moreland. Uh, Jimmy's up and down as a slot corner. You know, I think he definitely has more potential to reach, but I think it wouldn't be a bad thing to get another cornerback. Wide receiver-wise, I think it seems like this team really wants another big wide receiver. You know, Carolina has been known for that, going back to the days of Calvin Benjamin and Devin Funches. And obviously Cam Sims had a nice play in that role last year, but he'll be a free agent for next year. Antonio Gainey-Golden didn't show much last year, but that was a lot due to injuries and no off-season program. So they might have some of those guys on the roster. And, you know, the reported interest in Akil Harry, Harry a couple weeks ago as a guy, you know, maybe one of these picks is going to be traded to the Patriots to get a guy like that. 
And I would, I think he'd be a fine addition for the Washington ball team because he has loads of potential. He's only 23 years old. So they can go in that route as well. Um, but, you know, sticking to pick 19 options they have there, obviously the first would be traded for a quarterback. You know, I don't think they would go as high as four. I think it's going to be too rich for them. But I think if someone that they like drops to that eight to 12 range, I think it's definitely in play. That's what we're hearing from all the reporting. It seems like Trey Lance is a the guy they covet. Obviously, nothing can be confirmed at this point, but that would not surprise me. I think he'd be a good fit for this offense. Really good in play-action rollouts. I think he has some of the biggest upside in this class, regardless of position. I would not hesitate if they have a good deal to go up from you know eight to twelve, and not think twice about it. You know, maybe if you go to that eight pick in Carolina, obviously there's history there. Um, between yeah, everyone knows the documented of Ron coming here and bringing every assistant basically he's ever had, it seems like, over the team. So maybe there's some, you know, groundwork to be laid there. Also, a little nugget could be I, this team has a lot of defensive line depth. Maybe they try to use one of those guys and move up. And, you know, my, Matt Ioannidis played for Matt Rule at Temple. So there could be a connection there. Matt Rule's actually collected a lot of guys from Temple already there whether it be Hassan Riddick or Robbie Anderson. So that could be another, maybe an asset that Carolina would like. But, you know, I think eight is, a, you know, maybe the highest they'd be willing to go to get a guy like Trey Lance. So I think that would be, I honestly think that'd be a you know, worthy move. Maybe the a first next year, Ioannidis, and our third, the third this year, or you know, fourth this year. So, you know, obviously things can change, but something like that could, you know, come into play. They could trade up for another position as well. Let's say a guy starts sliding, whether that be... Devontae Smith for his weight issues, which, again, I think he's a top five player in this class, top six-ish, and I don't see why he should be. I understand the weight issues, but if he starts falling, I think Washington should be really smart to jump on him. He could be another receiver to pair with Curtis Samuel and Terry McLaurin and to make a tremendous trio. Or a guy like Michael Parsons, I could see him dropping because of his off-field issues. Another guy that I think is probably the talented, most talented player in this defensive class, but just seems like he has some maturity issues and some off-field things that need to be taken care of. So, you know, those two guys can drop, and maybe if the team really likes them, they could trade up for them as well. So I think trading up is very, you know, possible as well. If they stay at 19, I think Christian Darisol is definitely in play if he's still available, but he can go as early as 14 to the Vikings or 13 to the Chargers for that matter. So, you know, that that would be a nice pick, but again, I don't know if, sure if he'll be there. Jeremiah Wusokoromo would be a heck of a pick at linebacker because of versatility. He can cover the slot, big hitter, very good speed. Smaller, obviously, only played about 215 last year for Notre Dame. But he's a guy that, you know, is what Ron preaches in having versatility. And JOK definitely has that. So I think that'd be a great pick at 19, but he's also a guy that can go to the Raiders at 18 or Miami at, you mean the Raiders at 17 or Miami at 18. Then you have Elijah Vera Tucker. He's a tackle from USC, but probably better suited for guard in the NFL. He's a guy that could be there at 19, but another guy that I think is going to be off the board maybe at the latest by 18 to Miami. But, um, you know, if I was watching, I don't know if I'd like him anyways, if, that, if he won a true left tackle, because I don't know if Vera Tucker is that in the NFL. He's a, you know, he's a mauler at guard, and maybe that's, you know, worthy enough for them, considering Sheriff's on the franchise tag again. They might not bring him back after next year, so he'd be an option. Another two linebackers would be Jamin Davis from Kentucky. Might be a little rich for him at 19. Maybe they trade down for him, but he's a guy that has great ball skills as a linebacker playmaker honestly he's always around the ball and uh constantly making plays for that kentucky defense zavin collins another guy from tulsa he 
270, so that, you know, he's a big linebacker. I think maybe he can even be a little edge rusher because he has some success at uh, Tulsa. So that's something to consider. I think it's something they need to talk to him about. I, he has the speed either way at that size, but that, that's a really big, you know, 4-3 linebacker. But again, I really do like him as a player, but he almost is, you know, playing his way into almost being like a edge rusher. And then another guy would be Trayvon Morag, free safety from TCU. As I said, this team can use the free safety. Morag is the clear number one free safety in this class. Great cover skills, great ball skills, range to range, sideline ability, and a guy that could really help take this defense to another level, you know, pairing with Atlanta Collins or Cam Curl. And, you know, he could just have a field day having, you know, basically balls rush up in the air because of this defensive line in front four. So I think he would be a instant impact if he was to pick a 19. If they trade down is where I could see them getting a player like a Zayvon Collins or Jamin Davis. I think you can't discount wide receiver. Maybe they like really like Rashad Bateman, who can play all three positions. He's a bigger receiver. He can play X, Y, and Z in the slot. Really nice route runner. Had a great 2019 with Minnesota. I think he'd be a quality pit. Or Terrace Marshall from Terrace Marshall Jr. from LSU. Touchdown machine at LSU these last two years. Had a pro- had a chance to prove that he was a true number one this past year, at least in college level. When Jamar Chase opted out and after Justin Jefferson you know, left for the NFL. And he put up great numbers in six games before opting back back out. And, you know, he had great numbers in 2019 at double-digit touchdowns with, you know, an offense that already had Jamar Chase and uh, Justin Jefferson. So Marshall's another guy I think that could be in play if they trade down. Like I said, I think wide receiver definitely so much is in play no matter what the free agent signings they had. That they're looking to get better and they're trying to build this offense to when they have a quarterback and can take off right away. Next, going to the second round, quarterback can be in play there. You have players like Davis Mills from Stanford, high upside guy, not much tape because of injuries at Stanford, but he was a top five recruit or five-star recruit coming out of high school. Kyle Trask from Florida. He's a guy that got better at Florida's last two years. You know, the thing about him is that it's almost, he's always had a really good supporting cast. So I want to see what he can do in the NFL when it's not that rich, when you don't have guys like Kyle Pitts and Kadarius Toney to throw to. But he's, you know, he's an adequate quarterback. He has good arm strength, good movement skills in the pocket, not the athlete that Davis Mills is or really any of the top five guys in the draft outside of Mac Jones. So Trask is a guy that I'd be more comfortable taking in the third, but if they have to take him in the second because that's the way they think they need to get him, I guess you can pass it. But And then lastly, the quarterback would be Kellen Mond from Texas A&M. Probably the most experienced quarterback in this class. Started all four years. Put up, broke all the school records at Texas A&M. Um, very athletic and a guy that, you know, I think you can build around him, but he's going to have to have the right situation too where he has, you know, weapons around him. And Washington's building that. I think he would need a city year even with that college experience. But he is close to playing. But obviously I just feel like he, there's, that's, there's a reason why he's a second or third round player. There's some deficiencies in his game, but in the second round, you're not going to get a top five quarterback. So that is, you're just picking from what is left, I guess. But you get off the tackle in the second round, like Liam Eikenberg from Notre Dame, Sam Cosby from Texas and Dylan Rudness from uh, North Dakota state guys that, you know, potentially could all be there in the second round. You know, let's say you go with a linebacker in the first round or a, um, the trader for quarterback and still have that second round pick, you know, I think that's where they can attack for a left tackle or maybe they go wide receiver or get a morag in the free first round. Guys like that attack will be a good option in the second round. If they go wide receiver in the second round, I'm a really big fan of Deami Brown from North Carolina. Six foot one ninety. He really reminds me of Stefan Diggs. I love the way he gets out of his breaks and releases from a line of scrimmage. 
big time deep threat, averaged over 20 yards a catch the last two years at UNC and had a thousand yards in both seasons. So, um, you know, Washington you know, has lacked that deep threat, and obviously. Curtis Samuels and brought on to be that role. And obviously Terry has his moments too with his downfield speed. But, you know, I think Dami Brown would be a perfect fit for that as well. Another guy would be Rondell Moore from Purdue. Very small, about 5'7", 180, but just a dynamo with the ball in his hands. Can be a great returner. You can give it to the ball out of the backfield kind of like Curtis Samuel too. So it might be a little redundant with Curtis Samuel, but he's another guy that could be available. Amon Ross St. Brown from USC is another guy. A really good slot receiver at USC. Had a really nice year in the compressed, you know, season due to COVID. I think, you know, Adam Humphreys is only signed to a one-year deal, so it's not like he's locked in for the future. Amon Ronse Brown would be a really nice pick if that's where they're going for a slot receiver. Then you have like a linebacker like Nick Bolton from Missouri. Not really a third-down running back, excuse me, third-down linebacker, but really good against the run. So I don't know how, I think they want some versatility, a guy that can play in coverage, so I don't know if Nick Bolton would be a guy they're looking for, but he is a good linebacking prospect, just more of a first and second down linebacker. And then you have free safety, Richie Grant from USC, excuse me, UCF. Another guy with good sideline to sideline ability, good ball skills from that center field, you know, kind of position. He's a step below Trevor Morag, in my opinion, because he doesn't come up and, you know, play the run as well, in my opinion. But, you know, Grant would be a nice pick in the second round if that's what they decide to go to get a free safety. Third round, you know, quarterbacks-wise, maybe a Trask last that long or Kellen Mond. I think Davis Mills is firmly in the second round discussion, so I don't know if anyone else would really be in play at quarterback. Third round where you can really try to get some value in that tight end position. This team, like I said, needs tight end depth at the least. They did sign that Samus Reyes, the basketball convert, um, but obviously it's going to take a lot of development with him. Great upside with that guy with all of his measurables and having a basketball background, but you know who knows how long he's going to be able to it's going to take him to develop and translate to the game to the NFL. But I really like Brevin Jordan from Miami in the third round. He had a great sophomore year and a you know, pretty good junior year. You know, a lot of people before this draft had Brevin Jordan as number one tight end before the season started, even above Kyle Pitts. And you know, Jordan, he just not – and Kyle Pitts is a freak in all world. I don't know why anyone really had that. I, I always thought Kyle Pitts was going to be a revelation coming into this year. But you know, Brevin Jordan's a guy that has had good film in Miami. He can play in the slot. You know, I, I think he would be a nice pick in the third round and be a nice pairing with Logan. Other tight ends like Pat Freyermurth from Penn State, another guy that a lot of people were high on coming into the season. Good blocker, good size, uh, good ball skills as well. Tommy Tremble from Notre Dame. He's 6'2", 240, ran a good four, uh, 40 at the uh, his pro day. He played a lot of special teams in Notre Dame. He was good at that, so that's a plus especially in the third round for a guy like that. He doesn't have that much production because he was playing behind a Cole Komet in 2019, who in the second round to the Bears last year, and then they had a good freshman this past year, Michael Mayer. So I think he's going to be a better NFL player than he was in college, but Tremble's a guy that they can maybe you know bet on some upside there in the third. Wide receiver like Nico Collins from Michigan be a nice pick in the third round. Big body guy, good red zone threat. But he opted out this past year, so not as much film with him, obviously, in 2020. But a guy that, like I said, if looking for a red zone threat, Nico Collins is a good way to go. Free safeties-wise, you got Andre Sisco from Syracuse. I think he'd be really good value there. Kind of does a lot what Richie Grant or Trayvon Morag can do. Obviously, I don't think he's good as those two, but I think he'd definitely be a starting free safety. Javon Holland from Oregon, another good free safety type that can play the slot. He's actually very good in the slot. Um, he would be another nice pick. Or Elijah Mortner from Washington. He might go a little higher, but he has a lot of versatility. He's played cornerback. Nickel, safety at Washington. I think people like him at safety more in the NFL due to his size and you know fearlessness to come up and hit you too. So 
And then tackles, you have guys like James Hudson, James Hudson from Cincinnati. He's a defensive line convert, so you're kind of betting on upside. He's only been playing tackle for about a year or two, but you know, really good amount of potential and body of work to work with. He's just a little new to the position, so you're betting on a guy that can eventually reach it and you know could be a starting left tackle. Or Walker Little from Stanford is another guy. He was projected to be like a top five pick before 2019, then he had a major injury and then opted out in 2020. So he's a guy that has a lot of ability. It just hasn't really been able to be on tape these last years, and that's why he's dropping. So ability-wise, he'd be a really nice pick in the third round. And a linebacker to look at in the third round, we linebacker Chaz Surratt from UNC. You know, watching a lot of tech football last couple years, when they played North Carolina, Surratt was all over the field. Really good speed. He actually played quarterback before he transferred to linebacker, so he definitely has intelligence and cerebral ability to quarterback a defense. So Surratt was another guy that I like in the third round. In day three of the draft, just some guys I'm going to throw out there. You have a tackle, Spencer Brown from Northern Iowa. Absolute mammoth of a man at 6'8", over 300 pounds. Another more of an upside play, a guy that can maybe be more ready in 2022. Running back, I think, comes in play in day three. Uh, I think, you know, Payne Barber's only in a one-year deal left. You know, he's one year left on his deal. I think they're looking for a guy they can, you know, pair with Antonio Gibson and J.D. McKissick going forward. So I like Khalil Herbert from Virginia Tech. Play run, uh, home run hitter at Tech. Uh, great speed. Smaller guy, but he knows how to hit the hole. Plays a good return man as well. Another guy would be Elijah Mitchell from Louisiana. He was a guy that split time. I actually mentioned him on John Kimes' podcast this week. But he's a running back that... Um, I like that, you know, knows how to hit the, hit the hole. Yeah, like I said, he split time with Trey Regulus at Louisiana, so not as much tread on the tires. Ran a really good 4-4-40 this pro day, so he's another guy to consider. A couple wide receivers throw out there. Sage Sherrod, actually Chaz Sherrod's brother. He's a wide receiver Wake Forest. He opted out in 2020, but had a really nice 2019. 11 touchdowns, over 1,000 yards. Big-bodied guy. Um, kind of a bully, you know, bully you on his routes. I like him. He might sl- slide to day three just because there's so much, you know, depth to the wide receiver position this year. Probably sixth or seventh round would be a guy like TJ Basher from Texas Tech. He's a 6'6", 220 guy, huge size. Another guy that makes, you know, red zone plays for you. And then Tamari and Terry from FSU, another guy that had good 2018, 2019, 2020 with Spotty before opting out. But a lot of physical tools there. Another 6'2 wide receiver if that's what the team is looking for. And then a guy like Jacob Harris from UCF. A lot of guys see him as a tight end current convert. We'll see what happens. He's 6'5", 220. He ran a 4.39 at his pro day, so if a guy wants to say a receiver, he kind of has that right to if he tells him, yeah, I run a 4.39. So that's going to be on you know what he wants to do and what a team can convince him to do. Um, but obviously the measurables there, it didn't have much production at UCF, but you know they've, they've produced some good receivers the last couple of years, so maybe that will work in his favor. But uh, his hands have been a little questionable, but you know Jacob Harris could be a you know, nice tight end convert. Cornerback-wise, I think Sean Wade from Iowa State has a chance to go to day three. You know, he was a day one top 15 pick before the season and then had a really poor 2020 and even finished a 2019. But he's a more of a slot corner. He was obviously playing more on the outside this past year, but he'd be a nice steal in the fourth round if he's still there as a slot corner from Iowa State. And then a guy that more in the sixth or seventh round, definitely more of a upside play, maybe could be your Cam Curl version of this year, would be Mark Gilbert from Duke. A guy that had six interceptions in 2017. Really nice tape, could have been a top 50 pick, but had injury after injury the last couple of years and then opted out towards the end of 2020. But, you know, if you're banking on upside and, you know, if you have a 6th or 7th round lottery ticket, a guy like Mark Gilbert would be a nice guy to consider just because, you know, the ability is there. I just unfortunately wasn't able to stay healthy. And then safety slash linebacker would be Devon Diablo from Virginia Tech. I think he'll go in day four, excuse me, day, day three, round four area. 
he had a great career at Tech. Started three years. Big guy, 6'3", 226, ran a 4'4", at his pro day. Can play middle of field, center field safety type. Played well in the slot. Very good instincts. He will hit you, much like his fellow Virginia Tech alumni, Cam Chancellor. So Divine Diablo would be a really nice pick if he's there in the fourth. And a lot of people seeing him as a linebacker as well. I could see that, but I think he has the ability to stay at safety and the measurables and athleticism as well. And then one last guy, this team could use some edge rushing depth, especially with Kerrigan, you know, still a free agent. So how about a guy like Cameron Sample from Tulane? He could play defensive tackle and DN. Um, just a guy they could probably get in the fifth, fifth or sixth round that can you know, provide some depth in this team behind Montez Sweat and Chase Young. Well, with that, this will wrap up this episode of the Room Around League podcast. I'm really excited to see what this team does next week to build off a division winning season. I have no doubt that Coach Rivera, the new front office with Martin Mayhew and Marty Herney, will make some quality selections that can make immediate impact for this team. Hope you enjoy this Washington football team draft preview. I'll have my final mock draft out on Tuesday this week, so look out for that. You can follow me on Twitter at NFL Scout 21 and Instagram at Roman Around the League underscore pod. Thanks for listening. Please rate and subscribe. This is your host, Tyler Roman, signing off. See you next time.